All right, all right, here we go. Good morning to you, Wade Sellers here. Welcome to Wake Up With Wade. My name is Wade Sellers. If you're new here, this is a daily podcast journal with an overarching goal of sending this energy in my voice through this phone, the internet, out your phone, into your noggin so that you have just a little bit more pep in your step today, a little extra oomph. This is a little vitamin Wade in the morning here. Hopefully, you're having a great start to your Wednesday morning. Um, We're going to get into talking about imposter syndrome, and I'm going to talk about just a moment last night where I felt it in myself during a date, and uh, then I came home and did a little bit of research because you know that in my current state of affairs here, I am trying to look inward at myself, do some introspection, and try to grow. So a lot of that means when I hit a unique uh, emotion or feeling, I'm trying to remember that and the circumstance and how I, what I was thinking, and then kind of dig into it, do some research, change my perspective so that when it happens again, I have a tool, right, ready to go, like I've done some research. Uh, Before we dig into this, uh, we do have a coffee sponsor today. It's my good friend Kuhn, Kuhn Kunaraksha. Okay, I'm correcting myself right now. That's Kuhn Kunaraksha, Kuhn Kunaraksha. Sorry, Kuhn. (laughs) He is a a good friend that I met out in Bali, he and his wife Kim, um, and they're just uh, just absolutely amazing. Uh, I met both of them at Dojo Coworking, Kuhn and I actually were in a improv uh, workshop and public speaking weekend workshop with a, a good friend, Upton. Um, and uh, he had a partner. I cannot remember her name now. Ah, I'm drawing a blank. But she was an improv teacher in New York City. And she came over to Bali and they put on this amazing class. Sarah? Ashley? Ah, ah, I can't remember. Um, Anyways, we had a wonderful weekend. And I and the funny thing is, is it's cool that Kuhn's a sponsor because one of the diff- the the talks we had during that weekend was about imposter syndrome and how it can be quite fatiguing, paralyzing. Um, it can really change your, your the decisions you make in life. Um, and a, a lot of people experience it. And so we're going to talk about that today, uh, this imposter syndrome feeling. Uh, Kuhn, thank you so much for sponsoring the show. It's super awesome of you. It's awesome to hear from you. And we're always we're always talking in DMs, so I know that the conversation will continue on. You, you're awesome. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. And, uh, and with that, let, let's dig into this. So I'm not going to go into like crazy details of the date. I, I, I enjoy keeping this, this side private, but um, I was on a date last night with uh, the mysterious librarian. We went and had delicious Ethiopian food. First time I've ever had it. I love the concept. Spongy sort of soft bread that you dip into like a, a shared plate uh, with all sorts of different foods with different seasonings. And then you just like plop it in your mouth and it's just like this flavor explosion. Very, very good. I, I enjoyed every bit of it. And, you know, we're, we're there, and we're, we're having a good conversation, and, you know, we're, we're sharing stories back and forth, and she's incredibly intelligent and just a beautiful conversationalist, and she has, she has a hell of a story. Her, her life narrative is, is amazing from start to finish, uh, and, I, and I, you know me, I love a good story. She's a good storyteller. Uh, go figure, right? The Mysterious Librarian is a good storyteller. <laughs> um, and she is. She's a wonderful storyteller, and I just find myself kind of, like, immersed, like I'm fully engaged it, it's lovely conversation. Um, and I felt this feeling about the second half uh, of the date. I, I, I had this kind of wave of, of, of this imposter syndrome, this, this feeling like, like inadequacy, like I'm a fraud, like, like I don't bring enough to the table um, compared to her, right? And, and, I, and, I, and I felt almost, almost this feeling of intimidation while I sat there. And uh, I've been here before, guys. And the reason I'm sharing it is because I think a lot of us have been here before. And 
I know that there's nothing wrong with me, right? I'm not, I'm not broken. We all experience this. And as I've said in numerous episodes before, this all has to deal with perspective and the way that you think about things. But it's an, I think it's important to attack this one like with some fervor, like with like really do some research, really dig in because imposter syndrome will actually change the decisions you make in life. Like you might not apply for a job if you feel like you're not qualified enough. Even if you don't know, you have no idea, you don't have the facts, you will not apply, right? You might not continue to pursue the girl or you might break up a relationship because you feel like you're not good enough within it, right? You, you actually would change events in your life. You'll change your life path because of imposter syndrome. And I think it's important to recognize that that is, well, I think that's quite serious. And so I did. I did dig into it a bit. And I did a little bit of research last night because, you know, like I said, I'm in this moment of life where when things are hitting me a little weird, I'm trying to stop, look inward, and try to solve it for myself, right? I'm trying to grow right now. And so I did. So I came home. I came home and I was writing my little bullet journal, my little highlight of the night. Um, I have this kind of bullet memory journal. I use this big book and every day I write a few bullets of memorable highlighting uh, moments of the day. And with, you know, the feeling that I'll be able to look back at this years from now and like kind of remember that day, maybe reminisce on what I felt. And one of the bullets I wrote today was that, you know, I felt some imposter syndrome, some self-limiting beliefs uh, while I was on the date with the mysterious librarian. said she's so accomplished and she's able to do her job in such in such an exemplary way. And I felt that I was comparing myself to her and it brought me to this feeling of intimidation. Um, and I wrote that down. Well, after I wrote that down, then I was like, okay, well, let's, let's dig in. So I did some, I did some, uh, I did some digging, you know, online and I came across this article by a doctor of psychology, Susan Albers from the Cleveland Clinic. And it's, it's just a very basic listicle article, but I, but I, I enjoyed it. It was very easy to read and very, you know, it was, it's a simple article. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to dig into it. There's five things that she brings up. We're going to go over three of them in deeper detail, or there's six things. We're going to go into four of them in deeper detail, but still keep this under 15 minutes. Uh, and then, um, and that's how I'm going to close out today with uh, hopefully some takeaways for the next time that you feel imposter syndrome. So with that, I'll be back in 55 seconds, and then we're going to dig into this article. All right, we are back. Thank you so much for your patience with that. All right, let's dig into this, this Cleveland Clinic article, Dr. Susan Albers. Um, it's... I'm just going to break down some of the points in it. So the first things first is just like a, an, an, a bigger thing. Overcoming imposter syndrome starts with recognizing your own potential and taking ownership of your own achievement, right? Imposter syndrome is that, that feeling of fraud, inadequacy. Um, you're questioning, you know, your abilities. You're comparing what you know to what you don't know, things like that, um, and you, you start to derive conclusions from it and you start to, you know, make, make decisions based on uh, these limiting beliefs, these, these, these false statements that we, that we drill into our heads and believe. So she's got five tips to, to kind of like dig into this. Or she has six. Um, the last one's talk to a therapist. I, I haven't done that and I don't feel like we're at that level. I'm, I'm, I'm having fun solving this myself for now. But maybe we'll dig into that, but I've just never done that before. So number one. Number one is to separate feelings and facts, Right? And so she says, you know, write down a statement of what you were feeling and look for the false part in it and then write down a fact that goes along with it, like to kind of flip it around. So I wrote um, that I was feeling like in that moment, I was feeling inadequate of my own achievements. And that's that's such a false statement. You know, I, I my my achievements and accomplishments are not inadequate at all. 
you know, I I joined the military. I, I had a I had an interesting job. Um, I managed to get an internship with the FBI. Like n- almost nobody gets that. You know, I, I got to a, a security clearance that like less than one percent of the U.S. population w- would ever get. Um, you know, these these are unique things. I invented a product uh, in the cannabis industry, like a software product that had never been done before. You know, no one ever built an iPhone app to scan plants or another iPhone app to to uh, display analytics from grow houses. Like no one's done that before. Like I did that. I invented the idea. I went forward. I created it, and we even got funding for that. We we got a half million dollars in seed round funding to 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 pursue that idea. These are incredible accomplishments, and these are just the big ones that I think of at the top of my head. I have no reason to feel that those are not inadequate in my 35 years of existence. I'm very proud of those, um, and I have more. Those are just like top of the line ones that I could grab a hold of. Um, another thing that I wrote down was just that. Um, I was feeling that my accomplishments were smaller than hers. And again, I'm comparing myself to her. And that's that's super false. But I was having that feeling at dinner. And I, I wish I didn't, but I did. So we have to talk about it. Um, that's a false that's a false statement. Uh, accomplishments, I wrote down, accomplishments are as huge as we personally deem them to be valuable, right? It's Accomplishments are subjective or you are the only one that understands the level of effort that you put in and the sacrifices you may have made or the chances you and risks you may have undertook to achieve that accomplishment, right? And you can't compare that with somebody else's. Like this isn't this isn't a race. I have to rem- remind myself that. This is not a race, first off, life. We're not all at the same starting line. We don't all uh, start running at, at the same gun sh- gunshot. We don't run at the same time. We don't cross the finish line. Like the, f- the same finish line is not the same finish line for everybody. Some are further away. Some are closer, right? You know, it, so life has way, way too many variables. It's not a 100-meter dash type race. It, you cannot compare it that way. 100-meter dash racers can go, yep, we all started at the same spot. We did our, our own individual training beforehand. We ran. This was our time. I'm faster than you. I'm more accomplished in that speed, right? You, like, you can measure that. There's a lot of consistent variables to that, um, controls built into it. That's why we have competition. But life is not that. People start earlier, later. Um, you know, Heck, she's a few years older than me. Uh, she uh, has a whole different life story than me. Um, you know, we, we went completely different pathways. I, I, there's no way that I can take her accomplishments and measure them up against mine. They just It's apples and oranges. So I have to remember that. Like, uh, stop comparing yourself to other people because there, there really is no, there's no reason to. There's no logical reason to compare yourself with someone else. So I, think to, I need to remember that. Um, then the next step was take note of your accomplishments. So these were things that it's like have these in, in your back pocket um, when you need a little when you need a little boost to to remind yourself how awesome you are, right? And I think this is the easiest one. If you took anything from this article, that would be that. Just have a little, you know, write a little note in your in your phone that you can just like look at. Just, I, I have a thing in Bubble Up called my brag board, and it's a little folder where when I have a good email or a compliment or something like that on like effort that like my personal efforts and it was complimentary, I save it. I screenshot it and I stick it in my brag board. And it's just my little spot to just like get a little high on, on my own um, efforts and accomplishments. You know, some of the things I wrote on my little list here in my note was um, I have a shirt that a coding class made for me with my name on it uh, or with my face on it uh, because they enjoyed the coding videos that I made last year during the pandemic. I made over 100 coding videos during the pandemic while I was stuck in Istanbul, Turkey. Like what an accomplishment, guys. Like I'm very proud of that. 
and the teachers and students loved it and they loved it so much they wanted to honor me by literally making a shirt with me on it they 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 all watch the videos together and they call it Wade Wednesdays it's so flattering and so honorable i i can't think of a cooler award than a bunch of high school students making designing and making a t-shirt and then like giving it to you as a gift like the teacher the students that's a ton of respect there and it's all voluntary like that's one of i know it seems cheesy but i'm i'm extremely proud of that shirt because it it represents uh, a moment when i pitched was approved for a project i thought was important i followed through with the project delivered it and the outcome was a lot of value to those that that received it i love that i also have a challenge coin um for completing an fbi internship like that's really cool did i have some crazy crazy important job no I was an intern, right? It's like it's like getting coffee. <laughs> I mean, it was a little more than that, but it wasn't much more. And um, but you know what? Like two out of a thousand applicants basically got the job. I was one of those two. That's an that's a crazy accomplishment. It says something about you know. I'm sure they're a good judge of character, right? And so I was chosen. So I, I can I can pat myself on the back for what it took in order to even be approved at that. Um, you know, I created, like I said earlier, I created a, a cannabis app that was the first in the world. And it came from me going into grow houses, finding a problem to solve that no one tried to solve with a mobile app and solving it successfully enough to pitch it to a company and get a VC firm and get a half million dollars to keep the process going with the team. Like that's super accomplishable or super high accomplishment achievement in my, in my um, undertakings and projects. So I, I, those, I mean, I can be proud as heck about those and I can, I can, um, I can speak my stories around that and feel very proud and accomplished with that. Um, and then number three, we kind of already talked about it, but it was measure your own achievements instead of holding them up against others, right? There's no reason to compare. These are apples and oranges. Be proud of what you do, right? I'm, I'm basically telling myself this, but hopefully it's getting into your brain too. Um, we're running low on time and I'm going to hit number four here. It says, I really like this. I, I actually just wrote this down verbatim. This is a quote directly from the article. It says, turn imposter syndrome on its head. Remember that smart, high-achieving people most often deal with imposter syndrome. So the very fact that you recognize this in yourself says a lot about you. True imposters don't have this feeling. Let that be motivation to continue pushing forward, right? So just the fact that I can acknowledge that I personally experienced imposter syndrome means that um, there's a good chance that I'm a smart, high-achieving person, so I should feel good about myself because I did have the, the self-awareness to acknowledge that. And then not only acknowledge that, but to stop, pause, reflect, introspect, do some research, and try to come out on top with some sort of tool that next time I feel it, because there's going to be another time, I have something to lean into to, to remember it. Like maybe in the next conversation, if that happens again, I can go, wait, you're doing it again. Remember, like you're, you're badass too. Like she's badass, you're badass. Like everyone wins here. Everybody's good. She's stoked to have dinner with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, number five was talk to others. I guess this is me talking to others, but also I'll reach out to friends and also fellow like software developers in my circle because software developers uh, oftentimes feel this, this, uh, this imposter syndrome. It, it kind of comes with the territory in this world of super, super experienced developers and you're a new guy and you think you're not good enough, but honestly, you're probably more than capable of doing the job that uh, someone wants to hire you to do, things like that. And then the last one was talk to a therapist. Um, I haven't done that. Maybe I would. I, I just feel like every time I get to that point in an article where it says talk to a doctor or therapist, I just kind of scoff it off. I, I don't give this enough importance or weight yet, and maybe someday I will try this, but I still have yet to like go and ever talk to 
like a real therapist. I've, I've hired like a life coach before, my friend Marissa. Um, and we did that for a bit and that was helpful. So maybe that would be like stepping into that world a little bit, but yeah, I've never really dug in more. All right. I'm going to leave you there. I want to be respectful of time and really try to stay respectful of time moving forward. If you enjoyed this and you'd like to leave a little tip in the tip jar, if you found any value in this, you do that with coffee. You go to buymeacoffee.com slash Wade Sellers and you can, you know, donate one, three, five, whatever you'd like to do. And you leave a little love note there to celebrate our friendship um, and any good words you'd like me to share. And I will share it on a future podcast. With that being said, Kuhn, thank you so much for being our, scof- our coffee sponsor for this episode. I hope to see you again soon or at least continue to uh, keep up with you on DMs and Instagram. Um, as well, if you are interested in following my daily story, I put one out on Instagram stories at Wade Sellers. That's what I got for you, people. I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday, wonderful hump day, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>